What's happening, party people? Jason here, talking during movies. Hey, man, I know another read intro before we, uh, you don't even get the, I pooped a big one, you get my voice kicked off. Uh, so just as a heads up, uh, we had a little technical difficulties, had to go from Skype to Zoom, and uh, screen sharing was an issue, and then we did old school and made it happen. But the important part of this podcast, and probably the best part is, the scary story that uh, Teresa tells about um, her incident as an Uber driver and what happened to her. Hey, Kershaw Knives, seriously, man, get this lady a knife, please. Pretty, please. Pretty, pretty, please. Pretty, 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 please. So yeah, it was a uh, it was a good story, you know. Um, you know, of course, with the way we had things set up, it was a little hard for her to uh, follow along with the movie, but that's okay. I mean, these things happen. It was still it was a fun conversation, learning about a a young Jewish girl growing up in the Bible Belt and going to camps and being adopted and everything else under the sun. So with all that said, uh, my friends, thank you all for listening. Thank you for your patience. Uh, and uh, yeah, you know, we're just listen, man, we're, we're cruising along. We're trying to make this work the best way we can and get you content out as well that you can enjoy. So I appreciate you. Love you guys. Be good. And here she is. She just pooped a big one. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Talking During Movies, the podcast where we talk over movies. You won't hear the movie, you won't see the movie, unless, of course, you're playing the movie and listening to us at the same time. Get at us at Talking During Movies on Instagram or email us Talking During Movies Podcast at gmail.com. Now, joining me today, my new friend coming, uh, we're doing the COVID-19 randomness, if you will, uh, having some fun. And um, Teresa, how are you? Hi, doing great. This is like, this is amazing. I, you know, I it just randomly uh, messaged you and, and here we are. So I'm a, a talking during a movie virgin and the movie hey. that we're seeing, I haven't seen before either. So I'm super excited. Oh. So this is, I heard this it's good. This is an interesting play. So, of course, it's playing quietly, uh, silently in the background. But there's a, you know, you're, you, you said you like horror movies. It's a good scary movie, A. But B, I think scary movies tell us a lot about who uh, our society, who we are, and especially this movie, if you think about it and what's going on in it. So we'll lay some stuff out, but it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. It is a Sony picture. Okay. And, um, yeah, it's, it's a good film. What you know? So we're going to... Uh, kick it off here i'm gonna hit play on my end one second 
I didn't Google it. I didn't research it. It's just someone asked me if I knew what I was watching, and I said, I've never heard of it. So, Oh, really? Yeah. I wanted to come in like this, this whole thing is a brand new experience, so I'm super excited. Nice. Well, it is. Um, let me see here. We are now, of course, having technical difficulties as it happens with the, uh, with the Internet, but that's okay. I'm going to go back here, and we are, um, oh, there we go. I can do that right there. One second here. Let me make sure you can still see this. The people love this part. They're like, Jason, do you work any of this out? And I'm like, no, not really, because it was working earlier, but um, our friends at. I haven't Skyped them forever either. Uh, <laughs> forgot about, yeah, I just forgot about Skype because, you know, just using the corporate Zoom, you know? Well, it's, it's funny because. Um, we, uh, you know, we do it and, um, it's, 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 it's pretty interesting. Skype records beautifully in, uh, in HD and, okay. uh, and also, well, also just records great in, um, Jesus, Amazon, come on now, goodness gracious, but it also really records well, uh, in stereo. So okay. it's a lot of fun. Yeah. It's, it just, so it that's does. why, yeah, that's why you choose that. Okay. Yeah. All right. We're going to we're going to watch this through the wonderful people at HBO. God bless them. And uh, so you tell us as, as everything's getting geared up here and going on, uh, tell people a little bit about yourself, where you're from. Give us a little uh, background here. Yeah, I'm originally from Little Rock, Arkansas. And uh, when the market crashed back in 2008, 2009, I was living in Chicago and uh, was furloughed, laid off, whatever, the, and um, moved to Texas because I just, there, I, I just didn't have the network uh, to, uh, to kind of rebound from that. And I've been in Austin since 2010, and I've been working in the tech field and uh, love it. It's a great, easy place, easy town to, to live in. So, but we don't want any more people living here from what I yeah. moving here based on what I understanding because our traffic is like crazy but what uh what what kind of a tech tech do you do so I was in consulting service sales and now I'm doing customer success uh with Informatica and um I just moved to the zip code I've, in fact I've lived in like five or six zip codes but I moved to the zip code that so I don't I don't have to deal with the traffic so I'm living up uh, in North Austin now by in Cedar Park. I'd moved from uh, South Lamar by the Broken Spoke. Oh, yeah. I remember that yeah. area. Yeah. I like, I'm, I'm, in, I'm in South Austin, so I know that area pretty well. I love it. I'd love to get back there. It's, uh, it's a little different than Cedar Park, that's for sure. Yeah, this is a lot of soccer moms. No offense, but I, I don't <laughs> have any kids. But it's just like it's all, it's very uh, family-oriented. Great place to raise kids. If you have them, that was <laughs> <laughs> very, very true. Uh, and you said you also you you're, you lived in Chicago. You're from Arkansas. Mm -hmm. uh, what uh, what was it like growing up in Arkansas? Oh well, it was uh, it was uh, a, a a big town. Little Rock was and a, a small city. You know, it was the capital, and but everyone really knows everyone. It's like we're six degrees separation. People go, oh, you know, I, I, I sometimes I, I drive rideshare here and people go, oh, you're, I see you're from Arkansas on your profile. Do you know so-and-so? And I just happened 
two. Yes, I do. If not, I'll go, well, which high school did they go to? And then I'll know either their sister or someone younger, you know? Yeah. What about you? I'm originally from Montana. And then, wow. yeah, I, uh, so I'm originally from Montana and then, um, moved to Seattle, Washington, and then went from Seattle, Washington, uh, to Southern California, was in Southern California for a while, moved up to the central coast, was up there for a bit in the Palo Alto area, then moved up to Portland, Oregon. In technology or are you moving? With yeah. Tech and PR, uh, okay. launching internet security companies, and then manage the communications on the billion-dollar acquisition of Informix by IBM, and then Out got there. brought down to uh, the wonderful world of Southern California again in Newport Beach. Uh, I helped launch, I was the 25th employee at a place called Home Loan Center, a financial services company, and that was acquired by IAC. Uh, I stayed along with the founder, helped him launch a couple other companies, managed his personal brand, uh, finally left, came out here on the flip of a coin, if you will, mm-hmm. uh, having some fun. And, um, yeah, then I was doing FinTech and, you know, startups and apps and everything in between and having fun. And, uh, you know, and then I uh, got back into FinTech in Southern California and was commuting and then COVID-19 happened and, uh, well, hell's bells, you know? You just were here and didn't, and you just go, okay, I'll, I'll just stay until this is over with, or do you yeah. actually live in Austin? I live in Austin. Okay. I, I just commute. I do, I oh, do the commute. Okay. So, you know, hundreds of thousands of Southwest miles. Oh, gosh. <laughs> well, glad I asked. I, I feel like you're like, you're here and I'm here. You're like major overachiever. Oh no. That's, I'm just, that's cool. I just have ADD. That's, this is the one thing that keeps me sane. It's passion projects. You know, uh, it is, uh, it's interesting. You know, the, um, it is, uh, you know, life's crazy, but uh, I almost moved to Chicago. There was a time where I was almost in Chicago commuting up there for work, which would have been fun. Mm-hmm. I love Chicago. I think it's a beautiful city. Yeah. I love living downtown. It's the, cl- the cleanest. It's so clean downtown and nothing. The roads are always open. Everything's open. Except, you know, in this circumstance, but yeah. yeah, people go, oh, I, you know, how'd you like, you, how did you bear the winters? I'm like, everyone said the whole six years that I was there that they didn't, that they had, there wasn't a bad winter. I mean, we just, I, I and I left right before. So right before a bad, I mean, I, you know, I've been in Montana, so I, it's like, I never noticed the weather in Portland. Um, I went up to Chicago in the winter, went up there in the summer. Mm-hmm. I just liked it. It's just a pretty spot. Now, what are you drinking tonight? I've got Pacifico. What do you got? Brut Rosé. Brut Rosé. There rose you go. Rosé all day. Yep. Brut Rosé. Rose. I'm a bubbles kind of girl. All right. Very nice. Now, we are, uh, for those of you that are trying to follow along, it's uh, two minutes, 30 seconds in. They are at the fair. Uh, we just saw the Hands Across America. You know, um, as a kid who was born in the uh, early 70s and has watched uh, technology and everything really evolve from, I mean, seeing the first cell phones and the big briefcases and the first car phones. And the one thing that hasn't evolved is the fair. The fair, if you took the fair of today and you put it back in the fair of 1982, outside of maybe uh, the, the point of sale and probably the quality of food was better back then, there's really no difference. 
It's yeah, crazy. It's the, it's the, the same smells, the same yeah. smells and sounds. Yeah. <laughs> did you go to fairs as a kid or, or carnivals or anything like that? Yeah, in Little Rock, Arkansas, I did for sure. I've never been to the Texas State Fair, but you know, I, you know, I, yeah, went the, yeah, the Arkansas State Fair, it was uh, down in uh, kind of the hood of Little Rock where the fairgrounds were. And, uh, and uh, it was, yeah, was quite an event. But just all the smells, you smelled livestock, you, and just, and then all that, that fried stuff, all the fried food. Isn't they seem to weird? have livestock at the same, some sort of livestock event going on at the same time. But isn't it that they get away with it, right? So you can get away with livestock and the smell of cow shit and a corn dog at the fair and still eat the corn dog. But if you put cow shit in your kitchen and heated up a corn dog, there's no way you're eating that corn dog. Yeah. Oh, no. No. There's, there's moments I... that grab you, right? And there's, there, it's, it's visceral, if you will. Of, of what is happening around you that's so interesting and captivating, whether it's, I was talking to a friend, I'm like, you have a hot dog at your house. It, uh, it's a hot dog. That's, that's okay. But you have a hot dog and a cold beer at the ball game? Ooh, that's magic. Just, yeah, it, it tastes better, I guess, in the environment for sure. Yeah. It's kind of like a, like a Chicago dog, or, or I was watching The Housewives last night. They went up for New York Fashion Week and they actually pulled the limo over or their Escalade, whatever that, you know, and said, oh, my God. And the guy brought over a hot, two Cokes, a pretzel and a hot dog load. You know, <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. But I heard, you know, they're like none else, like. It's like cats is uh, corned beef or something, you know. Going oh, to yeah. the races like at the at, um, at the. The races, Hot Springs races, uh, they, they're famous for their, their uh, corned beef sandwiches. It's just like something that you have to have. Interesting. Now, one of the fascinating things about this movie, and I've talked a lot about this, so listeners forgive me, but I think it's, it's crucial, this film. My parents let me go anywhere when I was a kid. I wasn't, I mean, there's helicopter parents. And there's parents who let their kids have freedom to explore. Mm -hmm. And then there was my psychopath parents who were just like, I mean, if he comes back, we'll feed him. But we'll see. I was, I was driving at 12. I had a hardship license at 14. Giddy yeah. up. I, I had was, a hardship license at 14 as well. Yeah. yeah I was picking, <laughs> running, running the errands. And yeah, for sure. Had a but gas card account at the local gas station. Yeah, it's crazy. It was, I can't even fathom letting a 14-year-old do that now. I no. mean, But your parents would also, like my mom and dad, they'd drop me off at the fair and then leave. Well, of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, where were the serial killers and the kidnappers and the traffickers back then? Like, when did all that sudden that just, like, explode and became yeah. an issue? It's just... I don't know. That's a great question because it's not like kids, because remember kids got kidnapped, right? I mean, there were, you could, uh, you could, if you wanted to, I mean, you could, you always, you could get kidnapped. I guess, not wanted to, but you could, I mean, there was milk cartons, right? The little Tommy and little Sally on the back of a milk carton. Ben yeah, Nissen, but not in your town, you know, not, not where you lived in Montana, not where I lived in Little Rock. We just, it just wasn't heard of. That's true. Like, that was just somewhere else that, 
you know, and I guess it's, you know, also because of the type of communication, the internet and everything, it's just, everything's more heightened, but it also is blown over very quickly too. Just the mm -hmm. next great thing or tragedy that's going on. That's true. The, the flow of information, um, it's interesting. Back. We have access to everything, but in the access to everything, we don't, we don't have the management of of, of, what, of what that means, right? To your point, some tragedy happens, and mm -hmm. then five minutes later, it's the, it's the uh, strudel recipe from Martha Stewart, and then 10 minutes later, it's... Trump's tweeted something. Every, minute, yep. every 20 minutes, it's Trump tweeting, which then pushes everything else down. You know, it's like, who's on first? Yeah, it is. It's, it's, it's a game of catch-up constantly, and then if you don't want to go listen to George Stephanopoulos talk about this, then you go to Yahoo and it's the same thing, but it's the live stream of his tweet next to, oh, by the way, uh, this, this, and this happened around the world. And it just, it doesn't, there's not a way to purge it. You know, I, I would say if we really wanted, I think if we wanted to be happier, or healthier, and I'm going to steal this from a friend of mine, you know, as we're shutting down the country or have shut down the country for these things, I would say this. It would be beneficial to shut the news down for a week. For a week, just shut it down. Just stop it for a week because I would like people to be a little more grounded in understanding who their neighbors are. I'd like them to be a little more grounded in understanding who they are. I'd like us to be a little more grounded in understanding our emotions and where we sit. You know, and that, and that comes back to the movie here in the fact that Horror films bring out tension. Thrillers bring out tension. They, they bring out emotion. They bring out fear. They bring out the, oh no, what's next? But you have to be patient and wait for it to unveil itself. And the news doesn't have patience. And in fact, in the rush to get stuff out, we're finding you know that the news makes a lot of mistakes. And I'm not saying they have to be perfect, but I'm saying in the market of where we're at, Perhaps a purging of it, a step back, a calming, because there's always a storm. And the storm is met by another storm that hits another storm that hits another storm of information. And right. yet, you know, no one pulls back. Well, everyone, it's, you know, it, it's like, to me, back in the days, there was ABC, NBC, and CBS. And those are yeah. the three, in the 70s, those are the three channels that you watch. Well, and then PBS, but they didn't have news. But what I'm saying is it, it wasn't like, to me, politically, or it, it just it wasn't sort of any sort of way directed. It was just who got to the news and the story first and got it out there. It wasn't like a, you know, and it was always just live. And, but now it's, it, it's all coming from a different viewpoint and then criticizing something on the other side. It just... Um, Wish it would just level set a little bit more and be more um, objective and accurate. Objective and accurate. Yeah. Objective, a and accurate. objective and accurate. Both both great qualities that I think uh, you know we should um, that that I wish they had. That I wish all of them had because there is um, when we lose objectivity or when people that we turn to to garner information loses objectivity, we lose objectivity. And whether we like it or not, there's a part of us that just lose that objectivity. Uh, and that leads to, which is you know, a, a part of this movie, and we'll, um, 
for conversation's sake, we're, we're going to kind of move ahead, but it'll the movie will catch up with us here. But um, I haven't seen it yet. Is it should I be seeing something? It's blank. Is your you can't see my screen anymore? No. It, well, I just see a pause and just. But X-ray. you see the rabbits. Uh, I yes, I see the two rabbits. And now the now the mountains. No, I don't see any picture. It's just like it's the movie's been paused on hold. Huh, it's playing on my end. Goodness gracious. Skype, Skype, Skype. Uh, That's why I didn't, I, I wasn't following some, I guess maybe some of the references you were making. Let me see here. Because uh, I have a split screen of us. You have a split screen, so on one side you've got us, and on the other side uh, you don't see the movie? It just says uh, Winston Duke... Lupita Nyong'o, and I like that. As okay, three but, things on the left, and then I don't... Now it's completely blank. Let me see if I do... Let me see if I do this. Now what do you see? Um, a blank screen. A blank screen. Yeah. The three options to the left went away, like Lupita Nyong'o, these three little squares. Uh-huh. And the, and the pause sign went away. Okay, we're going to do this. Watch this, what we're going to do. I'm going to pause this, and I apologize for the shift here. I'm going to pause this, and we're going to, I'm going to transfer over. I'm going to send you a link, and we're going to go to Zoom. Because I did this on Zoom earlier, and even though our, um, it'll, our sound quality will go down to 720 versus high def, but you'll be able to see the movie. So I'm going to pause. I'm going to hang up. And uh, we're going to go to Zoom. You'll get a link in just 10 seconds, okay? Apologize okay. for the apologize I'm just for the curious switching. if there was something I needed to do on my end. No, it's, um, there's, they've got, they might have, they, but they're probably running the Plex software. We'll run okay. a little ad for Plex here. So Plex, uh, they have this, and we'll just keep this in the podcast. This is actually good information. So sound or no sound, this is all digitized. And the digital footprint that this has, Skype is probably running a copyright interference. So you can't see it. Zoom doesn't oh. have that technology because Zoom doesn't believe in security. Do you want to keep on talking on this and then I can watch the movie on Zoom? Uh, let's see if I can run both at the same time here. Let me go Zoom. Let me uh, do a uh, new meeting. And um, let me, your, your computer is, you are using computer audio. That's okay. Let's go a little invite, email. Let's see if it works. We're going to find out. Do, 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 do. People are just like, are you Jepson? You moron. Like, what? Is it going to my Gmail? It is. It's going to go to your uh, Teresa Gmail. There we okay. go. The people in. So the, the funny thing here is, um, let me see here. And I can do, I'll mute myself on Zoom. And then um, you should get that. And it'll ask you to participate. And then I'll share the screen and we'll see if that'll work. But uh, yeah, so this is this is interesting because uh, this is one of the great things about digital um, media is the protection aspect that it can give. You know, so folks, we're back. We're on uh, Zoom now, and uh, it's still there's uh, technical difficulties. We don't quite know what's going on, and this is part of life. So we're still going to roll with it. We're going to have a good time. We're going to have a great conversation here. So. What has happened is the little girl has, uh, she was at the fair, she went into a room, uh, she met someone that looked exactly like her. 
Okay, so that's where the fair started. I just thought you were just randomly had I did I had I ever gone to the fair? I thought you were making conversation. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, it makes it difficult when um uh, I think I'm sharing a screen and for some reason uh whether I'm driving blind. Virginia, you're driving blind. I'm like the left like, turn. Yeah, right? I've been to that fair. I remember that smell. Uh, sure. So uh the and then it fast forwards to present day and uh that young woman uh, who you saw get taken is uh, having dinner with, she's now a mom, she's married. And How long got, was she, what do you mean, she, was she abducted for how long? Well, that's part of the, we'll get to that. Oh, okay. But yeah, yeah. So they just know that um, she was, what seemed like was, was taken, but then was found again mm -hmm. rather quickly. Uh, and then they just fast forward and she is uh, sheepish and shy and always kind of looking over her shoulder. Um, but you can tell that there's something just a little bit off. Of course, trauma does that. Mm -hmm. But one of the key fixtures in this film, and it starts with the, the young boy, is, um, is there, he's, he's always got this mask on. He's got this like a goofy, like bear monkey mask that he pulls with this plastic, hard plastic, like those old hard plastic masks. And one of the things that fascinates me about this film, and uh, as we were talking about earlier with society and information and everything that goes on, one of the very interesting and fascinating things is, is the masks we wear to get through the day. So you think about it, right? What are the masks you wear? What are the things that go on that, uh, that push you or power you through the day? And it is, uh, it's interesting because what we have now is we have pieces and you might show your friends your fun side, but then you put the work mask on and you're different at work. And maybe you're, uh, you're different when, um, when you're around family than you are around friends, like who knows you best. And it's very rare because of the, uh, the controversy that continually surrounds us that we get to be us that we get to be ourselves mm -hmm. right so that in and of itself is kind of a scary thing and this you know and this gal is she is she is constantly terrified and wondering what the heck is going on got an idea as well here so i'm going to try as we're as we're talking about this I got one. I got one other trick up my sleeve. If I can, you could put it. it on your TV, and I could just watch the TV with you. You could point your camera that way. That's what I'm thinking about doing. I got to figure out how to move my camera. That is another. That is another uh, piece of of the puzzle that I haven't. Quite, oh, let's see here. What if I do that? Audio you know, that's, that's interesting. What you yeah. say though about yeah about those masks. Um, I I just have been very mask adverse. First of all, I just, I, you know, allergies in Texas, it's hard to breathe anyway, much less breathe through <laughs> a paper mask. And, sure. um, and so I, I didn't even fare very well when like visiting a friend in the hospital uh, when she was uh, on the uh, chemo ward. Mm -hmm. um, I would just stay six feet away because I just couldn't keep the, I just couldn't keep the mask on and I would stay for long periods of time, but I would just stay away and, you know, sanitize. And now it's interesting. That's what we're doing now. Yeah. As long as you just keep that, that six feet distance, I, I was, I was safe and I just didn't touch her things, you know, and I kept the hand sanitizer on. It was really, yeah. And so 
um, I, I've been, with me being working remote now at home with our offices closed, mm-hmm. it's just me at the end of the day and I get tired of me. So um, I used to go out and drive rideshare um, after work, even though I, I'm now fully employed and I, I used to just do it for fun, but I, I still keep doing it. It's addictive and um, it's, it's uh, people are, the rideshare passengers are a lot more uh, polite. Mm-hmm. They treat your car very well. They wipe the handle. It's been amazing. Uh, some of them have masks, some of them don't, but no one sneezed or coughed on me. And uh, I've been just getting five stars right and left, but, and I've been doing a Uber Eats delivery. Oh, nice. That's, that's so, a- uh, just to get out of the house. Hey, do you see uh, it? I do. Yes. On your, about your fireplace. Excellent. So we're going to do this now. If I blow the screen up, I'm wondering. Um, I can just blow mine up and not look, not have me on. I'll take my, uh, for my view. Okay, perfect. So yeah, there. so here, so that lady who is trying to get a kiss from her husband there, she is the one who was a child who was uh, abducted for a short period of time from the fair. And inside the crazy glass house is where she met her, uh, a little girl that looked exactly like her, almost like her doppelganger, her twin. Okay. So that's where we're at. And now they are off and they are camping. But you can tell there's just something off. Now, what is off? You don't quite know, but you can, you can tell that there is uh, something off and something happened. And I can just uh, shut this one down. Boom. There we go. I'm telling you, we are, we're cooking with gasoline. Great idea here. So I like your fireplace. This is a great. I feel like I'm in your living room. Yeah, this is a... Uh, this is the outdoor patio. It's uh, very, very. Fortunate. Oh, outdoor patio. Okay, nice. Well, I got the six-year-old asleep in the bedroom, and uh, Sweet. The, my wife does not necessarily like to hear me talk during movies. <laughs> I I don't like to hear anyone talk during a movie, so I was curious as to how this. It, it's it's very rare. I'm like, I usually I don't even talk to people that I go with to the movies. I'm like, I get very engrossed and into it. And that. But, and I, uh, and I'm the same way, right? I mean, when I'm in the theater, I don't, I'm not there to, uh, to chat and, you know, anyone around me is like, oh, what just happened? I'm like, we're watching the same movie. Shut up. Should we go be quiet? Yeah. Yeah. That's me. Yeah. So I was curious how this, how I was going to be able to do this with you. So this is cool. Yeah. This is, this is the random. Oh, that's Lapita Nyong'o, isn't it? Yes, it is. Oh, okay. Yep. So this is, um, you know, she's she, the, the the flashbacks are, are you know her as a this child is right now. Okay. Yep. And then this is this is present day, and okay. uh, you can see like she's just she's just off, right? There's just a thing that's off about her, and and that really does set a tone for uh, for the film. And there's that boy with the, uh, the the hard plastic mask. You know, and you've got to love. Do you have brothers and sisters? I do. I okay. do. What is uh? What was the uh, sibling rivalry like uh at, at your home? Well, I I was the oldest, and I you know they, I just I I was the boss. <laughs> I was the babysitter. I was the driver, and until I got to that you know complete age of that, my my aunt who is like my just four years older than me, uh, was the babysitter and the boss. Okay. So I was I was ready to to be the boss. Yeah, just it was hard when uh, you know they would say no, 
because then it was like, all right, how are we gonna how are we gonna settle this? Sure. Either we're either gonna beat each other up and then you'll scream and I'll get grounded or, <laughs> or how, how, how is this going to play out? <laughs> I've had my car taken away and I had only had it for two days. That was the first time. Um, yeah, just stupid stuff. I was getting grounded for everything. Yeah. All they had to do is just tell on me. But. Yowza. Now, did you do, um, was your family big on uh, family vacations and trips and doing, you know, outings and stuff like that in the summer or, were you guys kind of homebodies and <clears throat> stay-at-homes? No. When, well, when, uh, when my parents were married, uh, we were shipped off to summer camp. So I would spend one or two months. I would spend a minimum of eight weeks. And the Ozarks are up in Bemidji, Minnesota at summer camp, Jewish summer camps. So it was uh, an adopted blonde Jew <laughs> because my mom converted and that's how I was raised since five. And I had a Southern accent growing up as a, a blonde haired Jew in Little Rock, Arkansas on the Bible Belt. So, yeah. And so when I go up to these Northern Jewish summer camps, they were like, you know, they called me a dumb hick and that I wasn't really Jewish and blah, 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 blah. It was just, you know, if I wasn't getting it up there, I was getting it, you know, down home in the Bible Belt. So, <laughs> yeah. That's, a, and, that's an interesting paradox right there. So you're being raised Jewish in... In Little Rock, Bible Arkansas. Belt. Yeah. I mean, you are, you're a stone's throw away from, um, from the, the Pentecostal KKK. capital of the world. And the Pentecost, yeah, that are, and every Baptist on the corner, you know. Yeah. yeah. Every, every, yeah. I mean, you had, you had the full spectrum. You had the tambourine bangers and the, the snake dancers and uh, the people who said, if you played music in church, you're going to hell. You got it all. Yeah. I never understood those people. I wasn't, I don't think they were allowed to play with me. But I know they couldn't go to school dances. <laughs> I don't think they were allowed to talk to me. <laughs> the, the footloose because, crowd. You're like, oh, she's like, she's part of the yeah. footloose crowd. I can't be around her. Yeah, yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, and then, uh, and then on the weekends that I was with my, uh, my either my mother's parents who are Catholic, I would, you know, they would have to buy me M and M's. Because I would get so upset because I couldn't go up and get uh, M&M communion. So they would, uh, I would always get M&Ms on Sundays when I went to church with them. And then I'd go to regular Jewish Sunday school on Sundays when I was back home with mom. But it was just, yeah. What is that, what is that like that, that, I mean, usually people, especially on a religious side, right, they are, they don't have that broad spectrum that's very narrow. Uh, you know, I was raised Assembly of God white people with no rhythm beating the shit out of tambourines and going crazy and speaking in tongues and running down the center of the aisle, throwing their hands up and, you know, flopping in the aisles, the whole nine yards. You have this, a much more broad spectrum of Judaism and Catholicism and then being around mm -hmm. Baptists and Pentecostals. Yeah. My, yeah. My biological father. So I, they still had visitation rights with me. So I would go down to Keogh, Arkansas, and my grandmother was the Baptist organ player. So then I go to Baptist. So I really, um, this is, that was my exposure. So I really, I, I didn't see color. I didn't see a difference between religion. I just know that if you didn't sin and you uh, abided by the Ten Commandments, and um, yeah, and went to church that it, it was all good. And um, when 
you know, and when, and when kids would tease me and say that I'm going to hell because I didn't believe in Jesus Christ, I was like, no, I, I totally believe that Jesus, you know, in Jesus, because he, he was Jewish. And, Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, and then my mother, you know, basically in sixth grade, when I started having the nightmares about, you know, because I, I just, she goes, look, by the way, there's not a hell. So just ignore them. They're just trying to scare you. So then I, you know, so I just, that's how I kind of just uh, rationalized it. Wow. And just kind of uh, accepted all religions. I just thought, you know, there was a, an older version, a newer version, and um, everyone had different songs they sang. <laughs> how, uh, do you think that uh, as you became an adult uh, and went out into the real world, that that, 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 that helped you? I, I think it helped with the diversity of working in the field that I'm in mm-hmm. because it's just like accept, accept all. And, and, you know, we all have something to bring to the table and, and um, each is different, but that has nothing to do about the work and the jobs that we're doing at that moment. You know, it's, it's about integrity and work ethic and about the customer and, you know, uh, uh, diversity and, and doing, doing right sure. by each other. So um, I, I'm very fortunate to have uh, come to work with, with the Informatica because they, they have all of that cultural practice that is just, I really have that synergy with. It's just, I feel like I found my forever job. Nice. That's, that's, that's great to hear. I mean, it's, 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 uh, it's always interesting because there's there's one or two paths people take, right? And uh, path A is you stay with what you know, and uh, like I prefaced earlier, right? It's usually one path, and you either like it or you don't like it, but you just stay in that lane, and that's just what you do. And path two, which is the path less taken, is um, you grow, you understand people, uh, you understand the differences, but you understand the beauty and the difference and the acceptance and the difference, not the judgment and the difference. And, yeah. and, you know, and, and those I even think it might, yeah, I, I, you know, that's a good point. At, at my age, I, uh, one thing that I, I'm very flexible and nimble when, you know, with, and with, and can uh, adapt to ambiguity because technology and cultures are always changing within, you know, the corporate system. And um, it, it's just, I'm like, okay, so we got a new playbook today. Let's roll with it. <laughs> it's, it's just uh, I think it's that's where it's helped me most in life yeah, I can talk to the president or I can talk to someone on the street it doesn't I, they're all the same to me and that's you know and that's I mean honestly that is a uh, you know that's that's a, a life lesson that a, a lot of people don't have um, I think a lot of people say it right but a lot of people don't have it Real quick to the movie. So the young man is walking towards uh, Merlin's forest. Find yourself here by himself. Does he have the mask on? He has the mask on top of his head. Okay. But the Merlin's forest, that's the place where our main actress, where she walked in when she was a kid. Okay. And that's where she saw her doppelganger. So right now she's looking for her son. And like any parent who is at a busy place and their kid's playing and there's action around, there's that heightened moment of, oh no, where's my child? What is going on? What is happening? And 
it becomes a uh, becomes a moment of of fear. And I mean, I have a kid, and I've 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 had some opportunities where uh, where she has walked away from me quickly. And man, you hit a hard pause. It is terrifying. You just don't know what's going on. And then here you go. And here's our first people. And this is, you know, the, the movie had opened up and it said there's thousands of people that live underground all around mm -hmm. the world. They live in tunnels and they live in all these different places all over the world. And the premise of that is, you know, where, when do they or can they um, come out in, into society? And what does that look like? And this cat's got uh, some bloody hands, obviously. Uh, and mom is obviously very nervous trying to figure out <clears throat> where her son is as their friends are, you know, drinking wine. And they've got older, older kids, so it makes it a little bit easier. But uh, have you ever had those, you know, uh, do you have kids? I should ask you that first. No, no, I don't. Hence the reason my, you know, not really gelling with the Cedar Park soccer family <laughs> i just don't have it yeah i don't i don't have that school connection did but, you um uh does do your do your brothers or uh, your, your siblings I do, yeah my sisters yeah i have lots of nieces and nephews and um and step brothers and sisters with with children yeah i've um i've i think i've only almost lost one of them <laughs> <laughs> and it was at a water park uh, in Illinois that I uh, oh. when I was living up there because my yeah and uh, I, I just I put the uh, I I could, they were supposed to go change and then come out of the boys' bathroom because like you know I'm not in that like oh you have to go to the family room I just thought that they would come out and they would be right with me and that didn't happen and just you know they kind of. Yeah, so I, I just, they, they knew their towels, and because uh, from this Ralph Lauren Aztec print on it, mm -hmm. and uh, I had them folded up and, and on top of my head walking around, and uh, that's how they found me. Oh my gosh, yeah, that's, that's it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a spooky feeling. Um, you know, and it's all, and then it's a rush of fear and anxiety and overwhelming joy of thank God you're here. Now, why did you run away? Where'd you, what, what are you doing? You drive me nuts. And that freak, that, uh, that, that instant pause of, um, of not knowing or understanding. It's, uh, it's pretty, it's pretty terrifying sometimes for sure. So how many times have you lost yours? Uh, only once, and it, she really wasn't, it was, we were in uh, Nordstrom Rack, and I was looking for a shirt, and she stepped inside the rack, inside the little clothing thing to jump Damn it, I hate it when they do little, I, <laughs> oh, that's something that my niece or nephew would do. Yeah, yeah. they would totally, they'll go, ah, gotcha, ducky. That's right. Yeah. And I was like, no, that's not how you get me. You're going to, there's going to be a couple of times here where you're just going to miss uh, a part of the movie because I'm picking up my computer because my, I have cords. And I'm grabbing a beer, so I okay. apologize. Uh, Pacifico is, the fridge is close, but it's just not quite close enough. So, but yeah, it's, uh, you know, those are, that's it. Um, generally speaking, you know, great kid, lots of fun. And, uh, you know, I'm very blessed. Uh, You're going to have another? No, I mean, my wife almost died uh, having, <gasps> having her. her uh, my wife had had a horrible uh, boating accident before we had met. And uh -huh. 
in that boating accident, uh, her liver was almost torn all the way in half. She was read, you know, Ouch. her last rites a couple of times. She survived. The liver healed and actually grew back together, but it's very fragile. The uh, mm -hmm. pressure on, uh, on from the uterus. Yeah. Well, just also just the body uh, that it's it's functioning for two. Um, oh yeah. And so then the liver medication that she could have taken uh, would have harmed our child. So we're playing this delicate game, and we ended up you know we had to uh, go in and get Harper uh, a month early. Um, and that was a uh, that was a that was a tenuous time, uh, the uh, the wear and tear on on my wife's body. And we're we're older. I mean, we had her. Uh, we had Harper when uh, when we were thirty eight. So you know, she's old timers. Uh, yeah, it's perfect, man. I'm telling you, people. That's that's the jam that people need to do, right? They need to uh, have kids later. You know, go out, have um, travel, learn learn your buttons. It's harder for kids to push your buttons when you know what buttons can be pushed than exactly. it is, you know, then you're 22 and they just own you in some capacity. I mean, she, uh, she tries to push my buttons sometimes and I'll be like, I know what you're doing. You're my kid. Stop. God, get out of here. This is nonsense. Come on. You know, and, and it, 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 uh, it also just, but you don't feel tired. Like some people think, Oh, you're, you know, you can't be that old and, and have kids. And I'm just like, I know I could, have a kid and a heartbeat. I'm 55, but I just can't physically do it. But I could totally manage one now. I think I'm grown up enough. Yeah, I mean, you manage them. And, and tired, that's a state of mind. I mean, a lot of that really Absolute, is a yeah. state of mind. It's like everything else, you know? Uh, you, know you, you look at whether it's a scary movie or a comedy. You wanna laugh at a comedy? You Be in the mood for a comedy. You wanna get scared at a scary movie? Be in the mood for a scary movie. Embrace mm -hmm. those things. And uh, we just, you know, we, um, we did that. We embraced, you know, we just, we embraced the, the, all the things that came with it. I mean, I loved, I tell this story a lot, but I, I loved feeding my kid at two in the morning. It was my favorite. When she was a baby, it was my favorite because that was my moment. Here's, here's, the, here's the past, right? Now watch, watch, see, there she is. She's in the house of mirrors. Turn around and guess what? You've got your twin. You are twinning. So yeah, this is. This is and why? And who is he seeing that? He's, she's telling. Well, look, you went she's to Howard flashback. University. Yeah, oh, she's okay. She's flashback. talking to her husband. Yeah, oh, okay. Sharing, sharing a little bit again of the trauma that she went through. But um, yeah, you know, uh, shoot, I forgot what I was saying there. But it was um. Oh, the the late at night, the late nights. So two a.m. The late night feedings. Yeah, there's no TV, there's no cell phone, there's no email. It's her and I, and just a um, in the zone, in the zone, and listening to music, and that music, you know, it, it influenced her, um, and it's a broad spectrum, and it's pretty crazy. I mean, it was Muddy Waters, Manish Boy, the whole album, and then Huey Lewis in the News, and uh, you know, all these different my friends' bands, and and all these, you know, all these different people great Caesar and just playing all this music to this day. She'll listen to something like she'll get in the tub. She'll want to go have a bath and she's like, put on muddy waters. And here goes a little six-year-old going, Whoa, yeah. Oh, child. That's right. <laughs> you know, and, but that, you know, that's a part of me that I got to imprint on her. And I just gotta, I gotta 
rocker and be there. And sometimes it was hours that she would cry, but she was crying, but that music was on and that feeling was there. And that passion was of her just knowing that she was there. And my wife, you know, cause we had to go get her early, got a C-section. So she slept on my side of the bed. Um, she fell asleep holding my finger and that's how she would fall asleep. And that's just, that was, uh, that was the beauty of the program. Uh, I was, you know, I was very fortunate to, uh, to have, uh, to, to have that kind of relationship with her and, in, and in having that, uh, you know, it's, it's created a, a great bond that her and I still have to, to, to this day, even when I do travel for work. So it's a lot of fun. Did, you, do you all, did they travel with you or she homeschooled? Is she, in well, she goes to regular school. She is now, but yeah, I mean, she's homeschooled but, now. <laughs> My wife and I take turns on, on the things that we're going to teach her. Uh, you know, I, I, I go to, I bought on Amazon, like 11 experiments, exploding science experiments. And I'm like, okay, hey, guess what? You're gonna, we're going to blow this up today or we're going to do this today. Uh, it was, you know, it was always fun. Um, yeah, she so goes, she's sick. So there's a lot of interactive things that you can teach her. There is, you know, there's, still, track, a, right? yeah. there's still a lot of uh, communication that has to happen, right? A lot of handholding as far as you just don't give her a math worksheet and then walk away. Cause she'll just doodle. She's like, "Oh, what are you doing? <laughs> You're not here. <laughs> Sweet, I'm not here either." <laughs> right? Yeah, I, I would die if, like, I had a child at this moment that, and they were like doing eight, seventh, eighth grade algebra. Like, I, I just, I can't even, I can't even fathom algebra at this. You know? Oh, algebra. Think about it. They would this. be so on their own. Well, yeah. And six, six year old, I could do. I could, I could do that. But also, but also, it's the idea of you've got to be honest with that kid. You're not doing algebra in the real world. How they're not teaching you how to prepare your taxes, no idea. But you're not doing algebra in the real world. So for the first time here, uh, real quick. So he's going outside, and uh, there's some people standing and staring. And this is the spooky thing, right? I don't know if you've ever, uh, you know, Gone yeah, there they are. It's just the and it's exactly, uh -oh. and, and they look exactly the same as they do. So one of the how things, has he seen them? Because she they're real. Said no, they're real. Oh, they're real. Yeah, yeah. This is yeah. This oh, is so this real. is where the whole story scary. What? Yeah, yeah. And look at four of them. Four of them. Husband. But that girl wife, just dropped down. Why did the little girl just drop down? I don't know. You guys, listen, this is, he's like, get out of here, private property, you know, go on. And they're just standing there. There they are. The little boy's got the mask on top of his head. You can kind of see. He's uh, got a monkey mask. Uh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah cause I, it's very fuzzy what they look like. I can't, I can't see to that granularity of what that man, Howard man's looking at. So he's seeing <gasps> that family. There they are just standing there, just standing there. And that sometimes is the great fear, right? Is the unknown. Sometimes the scariest part is the part that because you don't know, right? You, you, you're, you're caught in a moment of perplexity, you know, um, whether it's what you can or can't do or what you should or shouldn't do because the people that you don't know aren't doing anything. The homeboy's got a bat now. See, I like his style. However, I will say this just because I've taken a couple of these classes. Someone comes to your house, you take your family, you get the cell phone and you lock yourself in the bathroom. 
barricade your bedroom door, lock yourself and your family in the bathroom in there. You have a firearm, you stay in there. Whatever weapon you might fashion yourself with, you stay there. Well, I'm kind of old school. I'm more like uh, once upon a time in Hollywood, I come out with my, my, that torch blower <laughs> and then just, just take them all down. I'm very La Femme Nikita. Like, you know, I wanted to be in the FBI so damn bad and I didn't get accepted and I didn't have a plan B and uh, ended up in the tech world. I was going to say, what made you want to be in the FBI? What was that like? I, I, I wanted to be like a La Femme Nikita. I wanted to take out the bad guys. I wanted to be DEA or an assassin or, yeah. <laughs> um, and when I didn't get accepted, I applied to the Little Rock Police Department. Um, I passed the test, but I eloped and they, uh, I don't know, I just, I don't feel like I got the approval from my family that, uh, uh, this little Jewish girl should be a, a little officer. <laughs> it just, it was, yeah. So um, I, I declined going further with the that and this kind of, yeah. It's interesting. It's weird. Yeah. yeah. Now, but I was a, pro, a, a volunteer probation officer for Pulaski County Juvenile Court. I did that for six years. Oh, wow. So you, you've seen yeah. some of the if you will, uh, rough sides of humanity? Yes, I, I've seen the kids in the system. It's, it's uh, the, the ones that, so they usually gave us like the non-offender cases. So like I had one that was, he was just a, just a effing bully. And what's such a trip is that I knew the kid, he lived down the street from me. Um, and so, I mean, we're like, as my grown up self then, so like, I had heard of him like being the neighborhood bully. And then so basically, I, I you know, when his case came to me, um, I didn't, I didn't let them know that where I lived, they had no idea I was their neighbor. But um, I, I just said, you know, you need to find a hobby. It's the grandparent, it's the, 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 the two kids, the, the brother and sister, the younger sister, sibling is the one he's picking on and just bullying and just the rest of the neighborhood. And uh, he got uh, it really picked up for shoplifting. So, you know, bless his heart. It was a blessing for him. Um, and then to have me as a, a probation officer, because I, I was just, I said, I know what to do. I know what to do with him. Like he just has too much time on his hands because he's being raised by the grandparents. Mm -hmm. And there's such a, a age difference in far as, you know, just managing him or that he's bullying them in the family. And I said, uh, you find a hobby and, uh, and a cause. Uh, and, and, and if you don't find one within this amount of time, uh, then I'll, I'll pick one for you. So be careful what you wish for. Oh, well, I, I uh, volunteered to uh, do work at the Children's Hospital. Well, you know, everyone wants to do that. There's a long waiting list. And so he's not getting on it. I said, well, that's not happening. So pick another one. Tick tock, tick tock. The next time he was in a church group 
and on his way and to get off probation, uh, I made him write a paper to the judge. And uh, I, I kept that paper for the longest time. In fact, I was actually won a, a, golden, a National Golden Rule Award for community uh, for, for working through this. Um, uh, and uh, President Clinton at the time sent me a congratulatory letter. Um, he wasn't our governor any longer. He was a president at the time, but it was just amazing to see just that kind of common sense nurturing, but hard line, like they need structure, they need a schedule. And that's kind of like what people are having to adapt to now. You just can't let your kids during this time run wild. You still need to keep them on that schedule. Um, kids, I think, need that. Oh yeah, no, kids need structure and they need a schedule, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, and, and, and long story short, I saw him like six years later at uh, the local uh, Heights landscape uh, and garden. He came up to me because I, I still look the same as I did then. He, um, he goes, oh, Miss Teresa. And he hugged me and he goes, I, I was like, oh my God, he's like, this guy's, this kid is a man now. He's, and he goes, I'm in school and I'm in the architecture landscaping program at the University of Arkansas at Little Rock and da, 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 and this is the, my job and this is where I work and, you know, well, this is where I buy, buy my plants. So this is amazing. It was just, it was really cool. It was very gratifying. That was nice. one of the happy the good, the good, the good outcomes. And, you know. <laughs> I like that. Now, as you're seeing here in the movie, real quick for those that are uh, following okay. along, the uh, it builds family, fires. The, uh, the family is met together, right? And you're seeing their identity. What's that white mask? Who's yeah, got so that on? Yeah, that's the boy. That's the boy. He's got on this white. I thought it was a monkey. Out. He changed it he to like a white, one. Oh. Yeah, kind of like it. So the kid's got the monkey, and he's got oh. the white like skin mask over. Uh, and you can tell, I mean, this, you know, outside of different hairdos, they're the same. And that, you know, do you believe in that? Do you believe there's another one of you running around? Do you believe in the, in the quantum? Doppelgangers? Not even just doppelgangers, the quantum uh, infinite universe syndrome, that there's another one of us somewhere doing something like this in some capacity, or there's another one of you somewhere as an FBI agent? I wouldn't not believe it. I just haven't really thought of that. I mean, I like, I, I think of like my past lives and my future, like, you know, I try to, you know, within my soul, like where I would want to go and what I would want to accomplish next. I think about that. Yeah. I think, I think you know, there is afterlife. Do you think there is an afterlife? Yeah. 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 How could we be so wise? You know how like you say, oh, she was born an old soul? Mm -hmm. Just that sort of thing. I mean, I, I think there's, you know, there's something in the universe that is churning and, and, you know, or how do those people talk to the, you know, the dead, the spirits? Do you what think are those people, people called? Psychics? Psychics, yeah. yeah. Mediums, 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 that's the word I was looking for. Yeah, mediums. It's interesting. I believe in them. You believe in them? It's, uh, you know, I, I've, I've had the privilege to meet some, uh, some exceptional um, 
mentalists and magicians. And uh, it's, it, you know, as soon as the people that know um, or are adept at really manipulating, I mean, you know, talking to someone and putting them in a, almost a trance-like state to where they can pay for a $100,000 watch with, uh, you know, pieces of white paper cut up and count them out as $100 bills or turn in a slip at a racetrack and say that's the winner and get paid the winning money. Uh, that, you know, it, they, they always, you know, that, that gives pause, right? They're always the ones who tell me it doesn't exist because it can't because they're so adept at, um, at changing scenarios and making them look real. Right. Uh, um, uh, the, uh, that called like an illusion or magic. Well, yeah, about. I mean, well, mentalists are different, right? Because they're not doing magic or an illusion. They are manipulating, hmm. they're manipulating you. Um, you know, an illusionist. Would I be call like, that a mind fuck. Yeah, that's a mind <laughs> fuck. Exactly what it is. You know, and some are really good at it and, and, uh, and, and exceptional. Um, and you can, you know, you Google like mentalists on YouTube and you can watch all day long how they'll go up to strangers and just wreck them as a joke. They think it's funny. They'll take all their money. They'll take their watch. So they're like, Hey, how are you doing? You're going to give me that watch. Like, yeah, here's your watch. Boom, boom, boom. And then they walk. Are you serious? Yes. It's okay. Yeah. Okay. This is new to me. You know, but then you've got, you've got other people. I mean, like the, the, uh, I'm talking about like Tyler Henry who does that with the stars and they're taping it. And like, he's never met them before, but like just so many, on point it can't be that i just i would like to have a reading by tyler henry i would i would say that if you talk with uh if you talk with a mentalist they will tell you how they get to that point and they're how tyler henry gets to that point exactly see but see and this is where i don't know if it's real or fake i'm not saying that what you i'm not saying that what they're experiencing is real or fake Mm -hmm. i'm i'm giving the the perspective from the other side of the quarter which is the people, there's a, there's a, there's an openness to life, right? There's an openness to, Hey, mm-hmm. I believe this could happen. And I, I believe in, um, I believe in mediums and I believe that there are past lives and there are, other, and then there is the jaded person that easily manipulates people. They, they have an, they have a, a, an amazing talent of turning your mind against you. What just happened? Uh, she, they dragged the uh, husband away and the little girl went to run away. She's, quite the runner and does not realize that her little twin is quite the runner as well. They're going to find out. She's a, holy shit. Look at this little girl. Look at how spooky she is. Yeah. She's like, Oh, here we go. Let me stretch real quick. Hold on a second champ. It's time to party. You know, so the dad is going to, you know, crazy dad. Crazy dad's going to beat up the other guy. He took his bat away from him. Damn. Yeah. And now you've got the little boy who's like runs around all awkward he's like come on don't take my son i mean this is just the intensity of it but so get back to it real quick you get this concept of of two different things right the jaded person that knows how to manipulate and put turn your mind against you and so how could they ever believe in any way shape or form that you would um in any capacity uh, that, that you would believe in a medium in some way, right? There's, there's, because all they know is manipulation. 
And then there's people who don't know manipulation, but believe in the ideas that there's more to the world than what we see. And their openness and their ideals about it um, allow them or um, enlighten them to see other parts. So I'm not saying one's right or one's wrong. I find mm -hmm. it fascinating that at the rub is the experts on either side. The rub is never us, right? The rub is oh. the expert on either side. It's the, hey, we're going to come over here or uh, B, we're going to go over here. And then we're in the middle and we don't have the skills of, let's say, the Tyler person or the skills of the, of the most adept mentalist. And so we're left to choose because both are so fervent in their stance of who they are. If that makes sense. <laughs> it gives me a lot of pause for thought. Like I like I want to go watch videos on a mentalist, and then, I, yeah. There's a British guy. I'm gonna pull his name up. Uh, let me see. Uh, British um, mentalist. <gasps> oh, I just clocked him. Oh yeah, he's gonna he's gonna get there. So the. So the, the, the guy you're going to want is Darren Brown, D-E-R-R-E. -R -R -E. I'll, I'll, I'll message this to you. His name's Darren Brown, and he's an so English he, mentalist. Do these people, though, have superpowers? No. The um, ones in the red onesies? Nope. They are just aggressive people. They're just, they're equal. It's just this family is just not able to, okay. Yeah. Yeah, so they are, um, so they don't have... Are they becoming that, friends? Well, kinda. I mean, can you really become friends with someone? I mean, I guess there's, you know, oh, take your mask off. Let's see what you got. There he is. He's got, he likes to play with fire though. So he's kind of burnt a little bit. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, this is, um, you know, the, the, the captor part, right? Where do you play to be friends? Do you, do you subtly play that dance, hoping that you can become uh, friends with that person, or? Is that a question for me? Yeah. You know, so, or do you fight? Do you fight to the death just knowing that you're going to die? I mean, like, this girl's running, and all of a sudden, it's like, oh, shit. My little psycho wonder twin is already here. She's, she's you, but she's got that scary strength. It's like, when I play basketball, in my mid forties against guys that are 20, they're like, oh, but Jay's got old man strength. I know how to move and manipulate. You can read them. Yeah. You can, you know, you've got the, the, that experience. And but I, I, you know, I think that that's just you, your, maybe your openness, your intuition and yeah, your, your experience, your age. So are you, you get kidnapped, are you reading the person and trying to figure out what's going on, A, or B, are you fighting going, listen, this asshole might kill me, but I'm going down with a fight. I, um, I'm, well, I, in my experience, I've never been, the abduction or whatever was about to occur was ever successful. So I, I, I guess I, put myself more in a, a challenge mode. Mm -hmm. And, um, and when the experience actually happened here in Austin, Texas, and uh, uh, 
I went to KVU so uh, to see if they could pressure Uber to give up the identity of the passenger that was potentially going to do harm to me. But um, I, I really, I stood my ground. Um, little did I know he had a, he had been incarcerated numerous times and was a violent offender. Oh, shit. And uh, so KV said, you will, we'll go to, we'll follow this. We'll follow this story and, and help you get the identity because it was a, a, a fake profile. Like, so, you know, you get to see my picture, my name, my license plate when you get in my car, but I get nothing sometimes of you, of what I can see. A lot of times I, I don't let people in my car with the mask. I ask them to, you know, before all this shit happened, um, COVID. But um, so what, what occurred was it, is uh, I um, went and did the police report and gave my story. They immediately, which I thought, you know, oh, nothing ever happens when you file a report, you know, because mm. I'm thinking like NCIS or whatever, because nothing really, nothing really bad happened to me. But that I thought, but what escalated the investigation was they said that the story I told and, and what occurred to me was um, they needed to find him immediately because that can behavior- you tell us, can, you, can you feel comfortable? Can you tell us what happened? Oh, yeah, yeah. But um, what, the, and, I'll, and I'll tell you what I did to, to, to make everything stop. And, um, but what I found most interesting is the detective and the people that they brought in to talk to me, because they said, no one would have, they, they, they can't believe that I, I, I stood my ground and it ended the way it did because of what was, could have, or potentially, I was either going to be raped or murdered or at least raped, beaten, one or the other. Goodness. And um, it, nothing happened. I, w I was untouched, untouched. And, um, but Uber refused to uh, give them the, the alias. So I was afraid to drive on any sort of other rideshare app because I didn't know the person's identity. Uber held that. And um, they brought me in for a lineup. And um, I, I could remember everything, but again, you know, when, when you go into that state of uh, fight or flight, you know, that adrenaline, so I was trying to remember everything, but the pictures they show are, are always so much brighter than the person that you're actually seeing. I guess it's because of the flash from, a, I guess, a mug shot. Mm -hmm. So what occurred was um, I, I, was, uh, I, I was living on South Lamar, and I was going to work from midnight on a, on a Saturday night until 8 a.m. because I had some scheduled airport runs leaving on that Sunday morning. So I, I had an Xterra that I was driving and I always kept the front seat passenger uh, pulled to the very front to give them optimum leg room also sure. to kind of deter them from sitting in the front with me. Um, 
I also, uh, Xterra's up to, uh, well, my 2010 one, again, uh, it, it doesn't have that ding ding sound if you don't wear your seatbelt. I never wore my seatbelt because my exit plan, because uh, people go, oh, first you, you should do, you should carry a gun or you should carry a knife. I'm like, I, no, that, I, that's, yeah, but I've got to learn how to work with those tools you should carry spray. I'm like, no, I, I'm a menopause. I have my air conditioning go on. I'll, it will probably spray me. Yeah. You know, I was going like, to say that's the worst thing in the so, car. Yeah. So I'm like, you know, so these are things you think of as a female, because a, a lot of the, the rideshare pa drive passengers would always ask me, you know, aren't you scared? What's your craziest story? Um, do you do, you know, just all these, those, those are the first three questions. But my, I tell them, I said, this is, I said, you, you see that I don't have my seatbelt on. They go, oh yeah, you don't. Well, I said, yeah, because if, if something were to happen, I do not want to be trapped in or strangled with my seatbelt. Interesting. And, um, and then I always knew that were someone to try and grab me, strangle me. I knew I would have my feet and, if, and I uh, would punch it. Wow. And I would wreck the car because, you know, and then, you know, somehow just kind of derail, derail whatever plan. So let's go back to the incident then. This is yes. what uh, I talked on KB. So it was, Three o'clock, I had about another 30 to 45 minutes before my airport pickup in South okay. Austin. So I was trying to stay in the area and not get too far away. Okay. So I was driving past uh, Palacio Gentlemen's Club. And uh, long story short, uh, you know, the, the guys are rolling out at three because they're closing down. They've stopped serving alcohol and they're shutting the doors at four. Not, not a lot of gentlemen. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've always, everyone's pretty much been cool. They usually pass out or go to sleep or whatever, or talk amongst themselves. But uh, anyway, this was uh, just a passenger named True, T-R-U, no picture. And um, so how do I figure out there's a long line of cars waiting to do pickups. I pull through and turn around and I'm facing the Placio doors from the sports bar to the left side. I don't know if you're familiar with it, but anyway, no, so I'm, I'm facing. Okay. So, well, I can see. So these are things that I'm I'm remembering as as I'm prepping myself because you never know who's going to get in your car and what's going to happen. So I'm th always thinking through my process. So he calls and he asked me what time it is. And I said it's three thirty, three fifteen, three thirty. I don't know. Um, I go. They're shutting down. Are you ready to leave or are you going to stay till four? So I'll be out in a second. And uh, he came out. I pictured him as 6'4". He ended up being 6'2". So I was just two inches off. Mm -hmm. Super, I thought, very handsome guy. Um, had uh, heavy gold jewelry on. Looked like a stellar athlete, football okay. player, someone that I, there's no way that I could have, you know, 
if, if it were, you know, if the scene had gone wrong, there was no way I was going to be able to get away. I was going to have to be creative. Um, he seemed very normal. He didn't seem drunk. He had a very, very deep voice. I said, I'm parked to the right. You'll see my hazard lights on. I'm the gray Xterra. And I'll be waiting on you. So he came out. Um, so they have cameras. So they were able to get that footage had they need it, needed it. But he came, came up to my car and uh, he said, Teresa? And I said, yeah. And he walked around the front of the car. So I got to see, you know, full, like what he had on. Very athletic, strong build. I would say about 225, 6'2 to 6'4. Um, got in the car and uh, I confirmed the address. I started the ride and I said, uh, I'm gonna put on some music. You got about eight minutes. And I put on some music, but not too loud. Mm -hmm. um, I got through one and a half songs and I could no longer see his eyes. Huh? And sitting in the dark in my patio on the back. And now I'm starting to look around. Okay, this is yeah. in the scary so movie. He's, he's, right in now, my, so. he's, he's in my he's in my back in my back passenger seat. So I I tend to keep you know the rearview mirror on the passenger. So it, should there any be you know? But usually people are pretty quiet. They usually just look at their phones. There was no phone. We get through one song, second song starting. He goes, "You're looking really good tonight." I said, "Thank you." but I don't have the music so loud that I can't hear him. Okay. And then I start hearing his uh, uh, jewelry start moving, uh, jangling really fast. So he is fully disrobed from the waist down. Oh. And um, I am pulling, so I'm heading on South 71, toward 71 on that overpass up. And, uh, I looked back one more time as I, I was like, fuck, okay, here we go. And I just went into my, my mode. Um, I pulled over, stopped, not, didn't, not too abruptly because just in case I didn't really see what I thought I saw, mm -hmm. stopped the car, I turned around, I had my hand on, uh, the, on the middle thing where, you know, that does the drive. I was holding that and drive turned around and I said, stop what you're doing, put your pants back up, get out of the car. He goes, are you fucking serious? I said, and I did not take my eyes off of him because at this point I'm about to wreck my car. I'm ready to go. I said, stop what you're doing, put your pants up, get out of my car, the ride is over. Oh. And, um, he got out of the car, turned around, threw the, his water bottle at me, and um, pulled his pants up and slammed the door. Oh, my and God. And I hauled ass off and called Uber uh, Emergency and said, I've just put a passenger out of my car on the interstate. You need to shut his app down. Don't let him ride with any other females. Um, and... I, I was in shock. They didn't know what to do. They didn't know what to tell me to do. And I had my other apps on and then another ride came on from like ride off. And then I was 
flipping the fuck out and I just went into driver mode. And the next two people were really drunk that I picked up. This is like now four o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. uh, from a house party. And uh, they go, are you okay? And it just like tears are running down my face. And I go, yeah, I'll be fine. I said, I, di- I just had an incident. I just need to, uh, let's just get you all to where you're going. Oh, shit. And um, then I shut my app down. I shut all of my driver apps down. And I waited for the sun to come up. And I went to snooze and uh, had brunch because I was uh, at seven. I think this is, I know, I think I kept on driving. I did. I kept, I, went, I kept on driving. I was too scared to go home and I kept on driving. I drove until I, I couldn't stop. But I, I turned the, the Uber app off. And, um, yeah, I took a screenshot though of, of the ride It last, it was seven minutes and had only been a couple of like maybe two miles and all of that had occurred. So, and then I went, went to KVU and then, uh, well, I slept all day Sunday. Now, why did you, why did you go to KVU? Was it because uh, Uber wouldn't help? Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I said, y'all, y'all, you know, it, they're always trying to, you know, when, when Uber and Lyft were kicked out of Austin mm-hmm. a couple of years ago, you know, it was always about the safety of the passengers. What about the safety of the drivers? You know, yeah, we're fingerprinted or we have our background checks, but we don't know who the hell's getting in our car. And that just showed. There was the proof. Because once I got his name, I was able to pull to pull him up. And he was like, so Googleable. I mean, it was just like, holy fuck. And so it took us two months to be able to serve, uh, serve him with a warrant uh, uh, or press charges. Um, wow, and, uh, two months. They're, they're, now, yeah, before, now, before Uber gave them. So the detective that did my, uh, my that was assigned to me he was supposed to be going on vacation within like a day or two he rushed to get all this that's how i've never seen police and detectives react like it was more like in the movies and not like what you think like oh they're not going to do anything it just goes into the system nothing ever happens no they were on it they were they were they wanted to find him immediately because they said that behavior that he portrayed in my car was behavior that was escalating and it was going to be violent. Some, the next person was going to be hurt. Wow. So to, when we, when we, when they finally got his identity, guess where they found him in Travis County jail. That's where we served and pressed charges. He was in jail. And what was uh-huh. he in jail? Uh, was he, he was, did they say what, they was, he, what he was in there for? He seriously hurt someone 10 days after me. My God. Within 10 days. They did. It, it was exactly the way the detective, it played out like textbooks in CIS. I was just like, what? Oh my God, that could have been me. They go, no one would have acted. No one would have acted the way you did, Teresa. They go, you, you, you did everything right. Wow. I, I stood my ground and, 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 and I was respectful. I didn't curse at him. I didn't, you know, I didn't use language. I was just 
very direct and to the point. Stop what you're doing, pull up your pants, get out of my car, the ride's over. I didn't take my eyes off, I locked, locked eyes. Said it one more time and he didn't touch me. He got out of the car, slammed, I mean, he, he cursed me, but that was it. Didn't kick my car, didn't hit anything. Like he just like, that was it, it was done, it was over. Damn. So whatever he did to this other person, so the prosecuting attorneys offered whatever, the DA tied our cases together, but what he did to this person was so much worse. Mine was just indecent exposure mm-hmm. um, that they wanted to link it together and then go after that case. So he remained in jail until October he was released. But I had like uh, a vine link that the minute he's released, because when I went to KVU, what was stupid on, I think on KVU's part is they showed my license plate and they said, they kept saying my first and last name. God, I wasn't trying to be anonymous, but at the same time, they put me in jeopardy. So even the people that detail my car on South, on South Lamar at the, at that Genie car wash. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Those guys, I mean, I, they knew me, they knew what I, 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 I did for work at that time and part-time. Yeah. They were like, Oh my God, Teresa, are you okay? I mean, just, just, I was like, shit. So if they recognize me, then like, because I didn't know where this person lived. You know what I mean? I still, we, the DA and I, or the detective, we still didn't know who he was or where he lived. He's actually from Arlington, Texas, lives in Arlington, Texas. He was just visiting, even though I had the address where I was, you know, to drop him off. Sure. We didn't have the actual apartment number. So. My God. Wow. I am. But he was held on $75,000 bond, no cash surety, no bond, no bondsman could bond him out. It was cash surety. So whatever he did was actually really bad. I just couldn't see the, I just knew it was violent. I don't Mm -hmm. know anything more than that. Wow. So, yeah, I was, uh, but I gave Austin Police Department total thumbs up. I've never seen, I didn't. You know, you just think it would just go through the cracks. It it didn't. It's it's interesting. They really right? went to try and go in protect mode for whomever the next person was, not because I was just some white girl. You know what I mean? You know, they you usually kind of hear like, oh, they only pay attention to this or that. No, I mean it. Like, I was so detailed with my and gave them so much information that they wanted to protect that next person. And which I, mean, and I thought was extremely admirable because but that also person they, didn't have a color or a face or a name yet. But also the fact that you spoke up allowed that to happen. I mean, let's not take away from your bravery in, in speaking up that, that allowed that to happen because that's crucial. I mean, there is, there's an element to this that says you know, um, the police did a, an exceptional job. And I'm not trying to take anything away from, from the work that they did. Uh, I, I like to hear stories where the police don't get a bad rap. Um, I, uh, I thought they were stellar in the support that they gave me, 
you know, they were like, I, I was assigned a, a counselor um, who I could call at any time. I just didn't wow. know that I needed her. But, you know, when I went, the minute that I had his true identity, I went to Lyft and to the hub here. And um, a manager came out. She talked to me. She was like, oh, my God, we will have someone assigned to you immediately. We found him. We're shutting his app down. They, they found him immediately. Oh. They shut him down. Yeah. But it's, you know, but that's also you stepping up not not the actions that you took in the car which are which are extremely brave and and strong but that was just me surviving the, but that, that was just me yeah but the surviving. actions you took yeah. after it in calling the police even even with the in the back of your mind the apprehension of this could fall through the cracks you still pressed forward and in pressing forward i'm sure that emboldened the uh the police to to not just do their job but to do their job admirably, or as as you would say, stellar, because they were able to go out and do something. uh, And and, and they acted, I'm talking, they acted immediately. So when I went into the police department downtown on Austin on the 7th, 8th Street, they, um, you know, there were other people wanting to, were in line, wanting to press charge. I'm like, my God, why I've got things to do. You know, you kind of like, like, what is this going to really amount to? But uh, once I explained to them what had occurred, they assigned a female officer. They took me upstairs. She was like, she was amazing. I just, uh, she made me feel very comfortable. But she also at the very end said, she goes, you need to be carrying a knife going forward. I go, well, as rideshare drivers are not actually legally supposed to be doing that she goes carry one she, she goes hey, my advice to you i'll tell you so i just um i got into a, a nut a friend of mine is sponsored by kershaw knives and then uh, they they're very kind to send me one i'm gonna mm-hmm. i'm gonna tag them in this podcast like do you hear this kershaw do you want to send Teresa hey, a, a knife do you want to send uh, me a knife <laughs> <laughs> send her a knife hashtag nikita wannabe hashtag no just hashtag brave hashtag strong and uh hashtag uh you know not afraid to to talk um wow i am i mean it's you know what this is my i've said this the last couple of times uh but these are this is one of the this is the best part about this podcast is that you don't one you get the history and background of someone who is you know you're like oh I'm, i'm this white Jewish girl and I'm, I'm here and I'm around these Baptists and Christians and I got you know, and you've got this diversity and it's like, yeah, do some ride sharing. And it's like, all right, we're kind of peeling the onion and getting to know each other and we're talking and all of a sudden this story comes up and it's more gripping and involving the, than, than the movie because it's real, right? But it started and, about the movie, from the movie though, being, would tr- you asked me would I fight or flight? And I'll go, well, let me tell you a little story. Yeah. Yeah, gonna, <laughs> and then you, you didn't know where that was going. I huh? didn't know where it was going. <laughs> but, this is, but this is why it's great because one of the points of this is always is, is uh, to communicate and to share. And, mm-hmm. and not to share in a braggadocious way and, and, and not to share in, any, in that capacity, but, but to share and to get to know someone and, and our stories or how we navigate life uh, from our history to uh, problems, to joy and celebration, 
uh, all of those things, that navigation part tells a lot about who you are as a person. You know, uh, it was funny, I, I'd made a joke on LinkedIn. Every parent who is teaching their kids and working from home, HR needs to recognize that as a skill on their resume. Right? You've got a, you've got a yes. six-year-old, <laughs> you know, but also how ridiculous is it as a senior vice president at a company that I would put on my resume, I can manage global marketing for mass affluent, high net worth people and teach a six-year-old math at the same time. They're going to be like, Absolutely. No, but they're going to kick you to the curb, right? They're like, you're, you're an idiot. You're an asshole. However, like on a resume, if I saw, uh, you know, in my ride sharing time, um, I avoided assault through concise, direct communication without escalating. Clear, concise, and to the point without emotion. Boom. I mean, you know, that's where you just stamp hired, right? You're just like, uh, there we go. That's what I need. Because we, you know, we all want. Now, if I can just apply that to my PowerPoints. <laughs> with, with such clear, concise, and conviction and not ramble on. I will, I will tell you this. For whatever it's worth, I was sitting in a, with a group. Uh, this company I was working with, we went and we met with all these VCs. We're sitting down and we're talking to them. And, you know, the CEO, he's got his PowerPoint. He's pretty excited. He's like, got my PowerPoint. I'm ready to go. I'm like, all right. You go, don't turn your computer on. He's like, what? He goes, Jason, no, we got the PowerPoint. Like, I got to show him my slides. I got stuff to do. And we sit down and we got like, we got eight VCs in front of us. And I said, hey, uh, just real quick, if you guys don't mind, um, who's seen a PowerPoint uh, this week? And everyone raised their hand. They go, who's gotten emailed a PowerPoint in the last hour? And everybody raised their hand. And I said, okay, you know what we do, right? And every, I go, yes, raise your hand. And everyone raised their hand. And I go, good. And I closed the CEO's laptop and I said, then let's just have a conversation. What do you want to know? Because you're busy and we're busy. Where did you get that from? <laughs> Me. Seriously? Because yeah. I, I went to um, a conference for the state uh, when I was working with Oracle and there was the most dynamic speaker. He said he does. He, he, he got up and he goes, no PowerPoint. And I then he talked about the delivery and about this, this exactly what you were talking about, the car, like no PowerPoint. I just, I mean, I'm not saying there's not a place for PowerPoint in any way, shape or form, but I am saying that. Well, when you're trying to show an architecture diagram, yeah, but not when you're just putting the bullets of what you're saying up there. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 bullshit at that point, right? Have a conversation if it's not architectural or technical. Yeah. You know? And and the if you're beauty, not teaching something and you're just what you did, what you did, that's amazing. I wanna do that. <laughs> I, I I freeze on PowerPoints. Then I wouldn't you know? I mean I don't I wouldn't say I wouldn't do them, but I would say but also that's in person, right? I think there's a level of of where you need to, you know, there's, there's a beauty to PowerPoints in, you know, if you're doing it on zoom or something where mm -hmm. you're walking people down a path. However, right. I would also, I would also argue this. If you know, if you're an expert on your company and what you're talking about and you have your talking points down, like you're three, you live in a world of threes, one, two, three, tell them what you're going to tell them, tell them, tell them what you told them. 
if you live in that architecture, mm -hmm. then you know every statement that you make, you already know the questions they're going to ask. Right. And so if you right. can do that and you can manage that communication and that capacity. She's got, oh, see, see what she like just she, did. On, yeah. Wait, look what she just yeah. did on the movie. That's what I was going to do to that guy. <laughs> Run him right over. Except he was in my back seat. No, I was going to just and speed and then slam on the brakes oh, or hit then, something. Yeah. 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 But I don't know why mom's getting out of the car. Like, you don't have to get out of the car. Just drive somewhere. Listen, you got yeah, a car. Yeah, who was on top of the car? There was the was girl. Was she going to save that it was, kid? It was, was the it, was it hers? It wasn't hers, though. No, no, it was the, it was the doppelganger girl. But now oh, she's God. going to that look That girl's going to hop up and kick the schnozzy out of her. I'm sorry. I, let's go back to you. I was just like. Yeah, no, no. But, that's, but, it's, it's, but it comes down to, like, this. I'll tell you what. I'll, uh, the master of manipulation. I will tie this into what's going on unnecessary movements create stress or create distraction to what's really happening. So unnecessarily doing stuff or presenting things create stress and distraction to what's really happening, right? So mm -hmm. look at the unnecessariness of this. It's necessary for the thrilling part, for the distraction, for the what's going to happen now, because look at where you're, you know, um, great criminals and great magicians <laughs> and great illusionists are all the same, right? What's happening over here doesn't happen over there because you don't see it. Well, the same thing with communicating, up. whether yeah. it's a PowerPoint or anything else, what's happening here, are you creating unnecessarily something? And then why? Like it's unnecessary for her to get out of the damn car. It's unnecessary yeah. for the little girl to be driving when the mom is yeah. obviously capable of driving and she's walking around and now she's finally driving. Those actions are unnecessary. They're great for a movie. They're great to build suspense and drama and, and mm -hmm. heightened awareness. But is that, the, is that the appetite and is that the feeling that you want to have or do you want to give to someone when you're communicating with them? A sense of this is unnecessary. And I would humbly argue no. Oh, they're driving a Land Rover Discovery. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, it's a good car. It's only a good car in the Sahara Desert. It'll, if you drive that on regular streets, it will break down every six blocks. But if you are going across Africa, that's the only vehicle to have. It's, isn't that crazy that that is an off-road machine that will take you anywhere on any surface but except for Just pavement. don't drive around daily. <laughs> just, just don't drive on pavement. Wow, Okay, good to know because I, I kind of wanted one. I was like ogling one today at the... When I went to go pick up my a second bottle of champagne, there was this like oh, big black a, Range a, Rover. Get an Escalade, way more reliable. Really? Oh yeah, hundred percent. Not Escalade. the the Jeep. The Jeep? No. Jeep's like no. Grand Cherokee or something? Oh hell no, no no no! Look, she's gonna get out of the car again. These people do not know. They just need to run There's the over. Boy. Look at that! Look at what that! What is this? Is that, it's, that if that it's not her? Bitch. Her son, she needs to run it over. Run him over? Look at this. She's going to get, are you going to get out again? Give me the fire poker. No, you've got a car. You've got a car. What this is, is he part. saying to her? He's like, run, her over, run him over? Run him over. She's like, I'm going to go get him real quick. But see, now you're <sighs> exposed again. Like these, I mean, these, this makes great movies. And I know that people get super upset when you dissect a horror film down like this. However, bringing it back to who we are as people, Right. How do you truly protect yourself in this situation? What not to do? Yeah. Get out of the car. 
you have yeah. a you have a monster of a vehicle that is strong and robust and amazing, right? You have that. Why mm -hmm. wouldn't you just floor it forward and then hit that car that's on fire because you can move it because it's emptied out. The weight's gone. Yeah. It's yeah. I would have run over him once, then I would have backed over, and then I would have run over him one more time, kill him, and then you kill him dead, and then you kill him until he's really dead. Yeah. And then watch out because now he's looking around behind you. He's like, there's my buddy. There's my little fire buddy. What's happening, champ? It is just, I mean, I don't know. Now, I is just, he going to get out of the car too? Of course. Holy shit. Asshole. There he goes. I called it. Yep. He's uh -oh. going to strike a match. Yeah. What's he look. doing? Was he lighting the car on fire? He was pouring yep. gas. <sighs> Motherfucker. <laughs> and she's seeing it now. He's going to blow her up too. Oh, he's going he's gonna to light this all this shit on fire. This kid loves fire. He didn't learn his lesson. That wears me out. Kids and matches. Such oh, bullshit. Kids and, yeah, it's just, you know, that's just, I mean, that's at some point, right? That's just bad parenting. That's all it is. You know, they don't really make matches anymore these days. They don't. I, uh, no, they really don't. We have, they got the, like, the lighter guns and crap, but they really don't have matches. Remember when, um, okay, so this, this occurred in 2008, 2007 in Chicago. Uh, they, they banned smoking in restaurants and then it went to bars and then it went within 15 feet of oh, a door yeah. and people like I used to be a matchbook collector like I have like I have so many matchbooks from living in Chicago over six years that was my biggest thing to collect but isn't that also yeah. one of the greatest things of, of, of having that memory that matchbook yeah. memory? and guess what the little boy got nabbed he um the young he turned kid, around well, Wait, no, so, so who nabbed him? Well, the other, the I other missed lady, it. her doppelganger. So the doppelganger nabs him. What happened is that, as he, what remember, they mirrored each other. The two little boys, they're connected. They just ran off to the right. Because there's a bit of a glare. Like, I don't have the okay. vision that you have. Yes. So, I, I, you know, that's because it's so dark in here. Um, but what you get, let me see if I turn my light on here. I just saw they ran off to the right. No, more light's not going to work. Because I, I thought it got better. but. No, no, right. no, I, it just looks all white. I just see her with a club. Uh, so, is that the fire poker still? Yeah, she's still got the fire poker. So what happens? is that is, water? Are they on a beach? They're on the beach. Yep. So what you get yeah. is, uh, what, what's your, uh, two things. One, she remember the boys in the, uh, in the closet, they mirrored each other. So he would do mm -hmm. his hand, the boy would move his hand. He pulled his mask up, the boy pulled his mask up. And so he got out of the car and he started walking backwards and the boys and he set everything on fire. Yeah. And then the boy walked it, the boy with the, the weird white mask, the, the doppelganger walked himself into the fire, into the car that was on fire. And that, as soon as that happened, the doppelganger mom appeared, grabbed that little boy, the good one that wears the bear mask or whatever, mm -hmm. and uh, took off with him. And now she is going back to where it all started, walking in to the darkness, walking in to the place where- But why? Is this just- Because this is the bullshit of life. Is it just a real, is this real or is this just her no, this in her real. head? No, this is all real. It and looks like a you're not fairground like maze I'm or some sort of ride or something. You. It's all right. 
you just are. Just go ahead. And, they're going to chop everyone's heads off. Everyone's going to be well, squirting blood. No, I wish. I wish. Can you pause the movie for a bio break? For a bio break? Are we allowed? Oh. Yeah. yeah. Are we sure. allowed? I'm going to pause the movie. I'll, I'll keep talking. I'm going to grab a beer. Hold on a second. Let me reconnect my, uh, my app here. We've got a uh, boom, boom, boom. Listen, I get tagged to groups. I don't understand why. I don't know what's going on. Oh, she's through. running downstairs. Oh, she's going down into the Who is she going group. to kill? The other mother? The double yeah, mother? She, yeah, she's going. She's trying to get, she's trying to get what she has to get. I am, uh, go, I'm, I'm waiting for my, oh, let me just, I got to start it. App, uh, God bless this dumb thing. Just okay, I'm just gonna take go, my go headset off and go. Yeah, no, bye. I'll go be right back. I'm gonna, I'm trying to pause this thing, but my uh, my phone is having some. I can tell it's gonna be bad though, and she's it's behind the door. Damn, it is. Uh, but go grab it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep talking and grab myself another beer, so you're all good. So she is off on a bio break. These things happen, folks. Um, obviously trying to pause the movie for and hey amazon why don't you learn how to fix an app that'd be great of you guys if you guys could just make an app that actually worked so your fire tv stick um app is utter dog shit fyi in case you're wondering amazon in case you're in case you're sitting out there and you're like i wonder what's going on here your fire tv app is horrible absolutely horrible Good Lord, this is the this is the worst Amazon. I don't I don't appreciate uh, what you guys do or don't do. What if I just do? You just switch uh, Wi-Fi. Do you guys like this right here? I know I'm so sorry, folks. I'm trying to switch Wi-Fi and go to other things, and uh, quite honestly, it just you know what? It's it's right there. You fucks, come on. Um, so. You know, it's, it's guys, how about that Uber story, huh? Are you kidding me right now? That was crazy. That was absolutely nuts. Are you back? I'm back. All right. Well, uh, yeah. so all that's happened, nothing's happened. You haven't missed anything. Um, she is just going deeper. Into she's in like bowl. a glow in the dark. What? Is she in like some sort of a goat, uh, like a, a She's a in the tunnels. Theme park she's in the tunnels underneath. In the, the tunnels of a, of a, oh, she looks like she's in a shopping mall. Kind of. It's she like an underground. Escalator. It's like an, a, an under escalator or an underground shopping mall, and it took her. Fuck! It, I would never go down. <laughs> you don't. You don't uh, go down. You don't. That's true. You don't. You don't. There's time for one more. And the one thing that I have learned, I, I watched on 2020. You know the three girls in Ohio that were abducted um, and kept in that house Hell uh, for like 10 plus years. One of them had a baby. Oh, yeah. Shit. Yes. And. So I, I, they finally did an interview, all three of them, and uh, and uh, the whole journey and and how how they survived and what they did and what what they went through. Mm -hmm. I, I was, now where was I going with that? Why did I bring that up? What? Oh, oh, oh! You don't ever, ever let them take you away. You, so if if they from wherever you're abducted uh -huh. you, um you're supposed to try if they get you to like if they, if they let's say they put a gun to your head and make you get in their car no if you get in the car if if, if if any of that if they are moving you to a different place that's your that's one more 
step to your demise. It's one more way you're not going to survive. Really? Is was that yeah, do not let them and I I um oh I know so referencing them, yes, but also referencing I was listening to an Oprah uh podcast um on on the abduction and basically what it was is you you don't let them take you from where you're from from you know from that spot the farther away you get the farther you away you 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 know you get yeah oh because it, it then becomes their environment their you know you don't know where you are those people were in their own town those three girls they were a couple of houses away. They actually, some of them went to school with his daughter. Oh my gosh. Oh. Yeah. And he had a baby with one of them. Oh, that poor, I mean, that's just, uh, yeah. that's, that's a weird kind of trauma. This is, um, so the two moms are about to battle it out. What you're not hearing, what people don't hear, and spoiler alert folks, if you haven't seen this. Why, what are, why are they referencing a bunny though? Well, Why are so, all the bunnies? So the bunnies, you got to look at the bunnies as the doppelganger of people, right? So every bunny that's in the cage is a person that lives up above. It is a reference or an idea of they are all together and now the bunnies are free. So all of the doppelgangers of the people of that town are in their red jumpsuits and they've killed their likeness up above. Right. And so now you're hearing the story from the girl in the jumpsuit from the woman in the jumpsuit. And what you're hearing is, is you're hearing the story and then she's sharing about living underground, what it was like when she saw what she saw when she when she was what it was like to be underground, what it meant to win, what it meant to get a T-shirt. So everything that was happening above ground was happening below ground. and there's a there's a disconnect there but in that disconnect there's also a reality it's like our reality is not as good but we tried to create the exact same reality um for for what was happening above that is happening below and so it goes back to what i was originally talking about of the masks of the people like who are you really what's happening and then to your point of of um past lives or intersecting lives or what that may be what does that look like? So every time the people of the town went to the fair, those people, right, that was acted out below mm -hmm. by their doppelgangers. But here's the crazy part, right? Like you're seeing all they're feeding each other, but the way they're being fed, you know, there's an aggressiveness, right? There's a, there's a mental instability. And you've got to think that this is from below from below, right? That mental instability below, and I'll, I'll bring it to where we're at today. Human interaction is, is so crucial, right? It's, I mean, it's key. It's key. And when you hear, you know, the, the, the COVID-19 response, and it's, I mean, hindsight's 2020, and it is, it is hard to have a, a conversation about the response or what happens because of the fact that there is an emotional tie to it and then there's also a political tie to it and then there's also a religious response there's every response imaginable is, is tied to the COVID 19 and what's going on from 
economics to, to life, to religion, to uh, politics and, and beyond. But what I think we can all agree on is that in that moment, the purity of interaction, the purity of, of being able to see a friend and, and hug them or shake their hand, the idea of sitting down and, and, and meeting someone uh, where it's not over Zoom or over Skype or over anything else, but it's just face-to-face, -face, maybe bumping into someone at a coffee shop and striking up a conversation. No, just me driving ride share and, and carrying strangers. Yeah. It's been my... It's been what's helped me. I, I was like, fuck it. I'm going to go drive. I consider myself essential. And I've been driving essential people. And it, and I pick it, up people, the workers from HEB. Mm -hmm. uh, they get in with their mask on and their groceries. Uh, or I'm, I'm taking people to go get groceries. Yeah, I'm just like, and I, I keep my car as, as clean and, and safe for them as possible. And um but that, that, that I, I, I need that because yeah. I can't I can't I can't exist like this in my home by myself. I can't do this virtual shit. I mean, Ooh. this this watching a movie with you, amazing experience. But holy Jesus, like I really would love to have just come to your home and watch the movie and us talk. And I've got to meet Harper and your wife and you're into your dog and sit down and you know what I mean? And then yeah. we talk during the movie. Exactly. It's just like, I can't, this artificial interaction is at some point I can, I, well, I'm not going to be a rebel and act out other than what I've been doing, driving rideshare, considering myself essential. Um, but those people that like I heard on the news today, mm -hmm. like they're, they're protesting like, why would you protest and congregate in that manner when, like, that's, like, at least social, like, I, I that, that part, it, it, I'm, I'm not kind of understanding that mentality, but it's showing, like, the levels of breaking points for people. They're either so broke, can't pay their bills, their FICO scores are going down. Yes, they're getting their stimulus money, but it's still not going to cover the bills. No. Who's going to forgive that? Who's going to like stop the FICO? You know what I mean? Yeah. And FICO's made up. Well, yeah. It's That's what up. pisses me off. And I used to work for Experian at one point too when I first moved to Chicago. But that's that, you know, it's like uh, in the stock market, it's made up. Like people sure. are freaking and tripping on this shit, but it's, it's, it's not real. It's all, I mean, and it's, it, it's controlled by hype and manipulation and, and, and and chaos yeah you know when the when the stock market's down the bond market's up so if you don't think those bond mark those bond traders like because i used to date one you know, like he goes when the stocks are down the bonds are up that's when he was on his million dollar gain you know yeah so it's just uh, i just it's just a man's world yeah. we're living in it well, it's just, it's a game, right? We're living in a game and you know, the, the game and the, 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 the hard game. part is. Yeah. And at what point do we like, how can they pause the stock market? Did you hear that? You saw yeah. that on the news? They paused. Yeah. The, how, do, how do you just like, Oh, we'll just pause that. 
We'll just stop the trading. Oh, really? Why don't you just stop it until all this shit and, and so people stop losing money and stop people, people stop making money off of this bad scenario. Like it's just, it's, it's beyond me. Oh no, it is. It's uh, but you know, it, in all of the stress, the one thing that we used to have was common, the commonality that the joining feature was we could meet. We could open up a bottle of wine and talk. And that face-to-face -face interaction, that idea of, of right. where life is and what's going on and seeing the human emotion is, is gone. And in fact, you know, it's chastised if you do it. I mean, my neighbors and I, we still, we still get Is together. your headset dying? No, I'm right here. It sounds like it's in, sounds like it's in, oh. Are you doing okay there? Okay, because I, I was like, it went. It could, it could have been. Like, oh, that, that's sounded like you were talking in slow motion and. Oh, that's the internet connection. Yeah. Sometimes it okay. uh, said there's a um, sometimes a lag. No, there's just a lag. It just okay. happens. Uh, but um, you know, it's it's uh, hmm. the human interaction part is is so key and it's so crucial and it is just now. Watch this. Watch this. She's gonna turn. Gets her. It is. Now here's what you don't get. Right. So. The, get, the gal in the jumpsuit just got stabbed. This is so key to this movie. And the lady who stabbed her, right? Her doppelganger. What you saw or what you didn't see, what I was explaining at the beginning of the movie. Oh, now they look like they're in a hospital or prison. Yeah. But remember, she saw her doppelganger as a kid. And then one went to the tunnels. And mm -hmm. one, one lived in the tunnels, right? And one lived above ground. And then at some point, right. that little girl came above ground, her doppelganger, and looked at her. Now here's the question. And here's the beauty of the movie. What you don't see as she's going to strangle her and kill her, the villain. But it's not. Did you just tell me the ending? It's happening right now. Which you're not going to, the glare. I don't oh, know if you're missing You're telling it before <laughs> I'm well, seeing it. You're, you're gonna, well, because the glare is going to come up and you're going to be like, what the hell? She looks like he's about to bite her. She's, she, <gasps> is, she is strangling this, this, this woman, right? She is breaking who you have been told. Oh, I see it. Her elbow's up against her neck now. Yeah. The manipulation of your mind and through great filmmaking. Breaking her neck. told. That that woman in the red jumpsuit. You're talking in slow motion again. Okay, how are you? I'm back. The woman in the red jumpsuit, you've been manipulated and told, is the bad person. You've been told that. Here's what you don't get she was the good girl. She was mm -hmm. the one that actually lived above ground. She just changed outfits? Nope. Didn't change outfits. As kids, she switched. At the very beginning, when those two little girls looked at each other, the crazy girl that lived under the ground uh, switched and brought the girl who lived above ground into the tunnels. And then she went above ground to be with the mm -hmm. real world. And the whole focus of everyone in the red jumpsuits and every, all the killing was that little girl trying to get her family and her life back. 
and she lost. She failed. Bada boom, bada bing. Yes. Hmm. So these people think that they've got a savior. Yeah, they, they, they think they've got a savior. And instead, because of judgment and mind, the mind fuck is, and we'll bring, let's bring it, let's bring a full circle. But let's bring a full circle, right? The medium versus the mentalist. The medium versus the mentalist. Who's got the jaded view? Who's got the open view? There's not a right or a wrong answer there, but there is a process there. Right. And it's like something. Okay. So you're cutting in and out. You're, that's your the mic internet. Is, it's so the internet. I don't know if something, what you're, you're good. Uh, yeah. Internet connection is, um, with the crazy thing about all, Teresa. Hey there. I don't know. It's the, the internet connection is, uh, yeah. the hard, I'm, I'm Google fiber a thousand up a thousand down. And, um, it just, everyone's online. These are these are the uh, unique situations that uh, that come with, uh, unfortunately. Um, oh, overloading the fiber, yeah. Everyone's overloading every piece of fiber. <laughs> it is. Uh, it's yeah, the unique challenge. I hear you talking now, but your uh, face is in slow mo. Like it's I, like I hear the conversation before your mouth actually moves. It's like it's like doing tape to live. Tell I've done a lot of live TV. Yeah. Right, and they've got the camera at your face, live TV. and you see the guy's mouth going, and then you're like, now I'm hearing it. Okie dokie. Can I get these questions in advance, please? <laughs> well, listen. Um, you know, uh, our, our our wonderful movie has ended. I've I've flipped the screen around to 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 my. Um, my, my, my face here, but um, in all the chaos and all the craziness and everything, uh, number one, thank you for, for the time. It is always a, uh, doing these uh, digitally is always uh, a challenge. And uh, in, in, unfortunately, you have seen uh, the expression of, of all of those challenges. Um, that said, yeah, uh, you have been an amazing sport in in our ups and downs throughout this whole podcast. So I greatly appreciate that. And uh, more importantly, absolutely. My pleasure. <laughs> Thank we'll, you. We'll, listen, we will do this again. Uh, when this is all said and done, we'll sit down and we'll, I'll get you a bottle of, of rosé bubbly and I'll have my beers and we'll just, we'll do this again proper for sure. But thank you. Thanks that, for responding. Thanks for being awesome. so open. Thank thanks you. For, thanks for sharing your story. <laughs> Not just your life, your life story, but the, the, the Uber story. I mean, everything. Thank you. Uh, um, you know, it's uh, I'm greatly appreciative. And, you know, the last thing I'll say, I've been saying this a lot to everybody is, we'll, win, we'll make money, we'll lose money. We'll have jobs, we'll lose jobs. Uh, bananas, will, we'll get them. They'll go bad, we'll go buy new ones. Avocados, same thing. But time is the one thing we can't get back. Yeah. So in all the hiccups and all the giddy ups and everything that went right and wrong uh, on this whole journey of almost two hours. Um, Amen. You know, you, uh, you were patient and most importantly, you shared that time with me and I greatly appreciate that because that's yeah. where she don't get back. So thank you. Thank you very much. That's awesome. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Hugs Absolutely. and love. Peace, Hugs and love. Be safe. Thank you. you. You have a wonderful weekend and uh, we'll you talk too. soon.
Excellent. Thank you. So Thank you. Bye bye.